Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. Today, we're going to do our Players We Haven't Talked About episode. That Maybe we should talk about these guys. It's some guys that... For some reason or another, we just kind of overlook. We don't really talk about, maybe they're not the most exciting players in the world, but they definitely probably have some value. So we're going to talk about some of these guys that, I don't know, just never get talked about. We're going to go into that. But before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit. You can subscribe to us there. Go on Instagram. We're Fantasy Football Profit. We always have a bunch of stuff posted there rankings go there all kinds of different stuff you guys can check out in our youtube channel make sure you subscribe to youtube it's youtube.com slash fantasy football profit and also we have our listener leagues upcoming there's going to be more information coming out probably in the next couple of weeks now that we're into july about our listener leagues so to sign up for that if you want a chance to win our fantasy football profit championship belt provided by pro-am belts just go go review us on itunes basically that's all you got to do give us a five-star review Send us a message saying that you you uh, reviewed us. You can either email it to us at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com or you know one of the social media places. You'll get a spot in our league and a chance to win the belt. We already got a lot of people signed up for it. So it's going to be fun to do those leagues. Probably do 10, 10 team leagues. We'll do a couple different leagues for that. And it'll be a lot of fun. Definitely see who can come home with the belt. See if they can beat us. Because Jeff, last year, as everyone knows, we did win our own league. So I, I say I won our league. You, your team was like fourth place. So make sure you guys go check us out there. And Joe, okay, well, before we get into our episode, I got a question. We got a question that came in from a listener from Aaron. So it's just, it's basic about what do you think about this year's crop of rookie running backs? He says, considering last year's amazing breakout performances by Kamara, Hunt, Cook, Fournette, what are the chances of something similar happening this year? Well, who would you say has the best chance for a breakout this year? So what do you think, Jeff? Ooh. This year's rookie running backs. Um, tell you the truth, I, I think that there's actually a pretty good chance. And obviously, we'll just say we'll not talk about Barkley. He's his own. Right, right. He's his he, own. Yeah. He's his own thing. Obviously, we think Barkley is going to do <laughs> yeah. well, but I, I think Other there's. Than I think there's a lot of opportunity for these rookie running backs. the The issue is we really don't know how it's going to kind of. We don't really know what kind of play time they're going to get. Who is actually the guy? Um, I think last year we kind of saw it right away. We're like, okay. Hunt fell into here, and as soon as that injury happened, we're like, okay, he's going to get a ton of work. That's great. Elvin Kamara, you know, we we thought he was one of the more talented backs, but he was in a situation where he's not going to get a lot of, a, a lot of work right away. Then he got a trade, so you you see it. It was very similar in the way that it was going down this time around. Um, it looks like Darius Geis will kind of be the the guy to get the first crack on the Redskins. Um, you think Rashad Penny is obviously the only guy in town, but he's going to have a bad line. Um, there, uh, on Johnson, he probably will be the primary back in Detroit, but we don't really know that yet. Um, and so, and then obviously there's also Royce Freeman and, and there's a ton of guys. I guess that's the issue. And yeah, we just don't really know how it's going to come And A lot of them are committee back, like committee backfields. So Right now, I'm not sure, but I, I like a lot of the players. I really like Royce Freeman. I really like Sony Michelle. Don't know how they're going to use him. Mm-hmm. Um, even Nick Chubb. I don't think yeah. this year he's going to be the guy because I don't see any reason to kind of jumble that backfield. They have a lot of good running backs there. But um, yeah, I think I think one of those like Sony Michelle and uh, Darius Geis and Royce Freeman in a weird way I think will be the top three in my mind. 
but that's because I think even, you know, Penny, the team has a lot of work to do. Um, and, and the other ones are in committee backs. I don't think they're going to break up. Yeah, I think Geist to me is my favorite in that group. I, I just think he's going to have the most opportunity. I think Penny will, too, have some decent chance. But Chris Carson's kind of looming there, and he did pretty decent last year. So, you think he might get some work. But I think it's between – it's to me, it's between Geist and Penny. I mean, but it's so hard right now. We got to see more. This is we got to see more in, in preseason and training camps to really know how they're using these guys. Because I mean, maybe Ronald Jones gets all the carries, right? Maybe Royce Freeman gets all the carries. Maybe the Patriots. We will never know until the no. season starts. And then obviously you say like Carry on Johnson, Nick Chubb are like the next. It's just it's too difficult. I think right now to actually predict it well. But I would lean towards Geis as being my favorite from the group. Yeah. And that's the issue. I think, um, to go with these safer options, you're giving up some, some of the talent. Um, cause you know, I, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't feel that overwhelmed by Ronald Jones, but he is going to be, he's going to have a better shot than a lot of these Mm -hmm. guys to kind of get it done. Darius guys, luckily out of, you know, Washington's team, they've already kind of talked about how he looks the part, which is a great indicator. Um, and then Royce Freeman, I'm just waiting to hear officially, that he's kind of going to be the guy, and then I will kind of I, – I, I probably will be, you know, all in on him. I, I like him quite a bit. But he's, I, you just don't know. I think it's a little too early. Um, but at this early, if you did have to start drafting, you know, I'd probably hedge my bet and probably go for the guys like Rashad Penny, even though I think he's going to have a tough time running the ball in many games because of that line. But you know he's going to get a ton of carries. Yep. So – you know, you, you have that floor, that, that expectation, expectation that he can meet. All right. So how about, let's get into the quarterbacks. We're going to start out with the quarterbacks on our players we haven't talked about. So maybe we, I don't know if we necessarily need to talk about all these guys. We'll bring them up anyway. Maybe we'll see if they're worthwhile. Okay. How about Alex Smith? Currently ranked 18th in the expert consensus. So he's 18th is, but he's going 22nd in drafts actually. So he's ranked 18th by the, by the experts, but getting drafted 22nd. He's with Washington now. He was, what, second or third last year, I think? You think he finished the year third quarterback? Should we are, – are we completely overlooking him or should we be overlooking him? That's <laughs> kind of the – who's he throwing the ball to? Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I think uh, – and I've never been a big a big fan. I think Alex Smith is, a, you know, a solid NFL player. But for fantasy, I, I don't think so. I think yeah. that was a, a glimpse and, a, you know, a wonderful season that he yeah. had. But I think that is something that you should not go back and expect. Yep. I mean, all you have to do is go back and see how he finished his entire career. That was the first top 10 finish. And only one other time did he have a top 13. He was 13th. Yeah. So, I mean, man. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't think his weapons are that great. I mean, it's what, Jameson Crowder, Paul Richardson, maybe Jordan Reed. Yeah. I mean, Josh, Josh Doxson. But have, that's nothing like – You have a lot of question marks. You're just not – terribly excited and last year it's only his third season in all his career throwing at least 20 touchdown passes that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence no in your fantasy quarterback so yeah i think he's he could be a little better than what like the getting drafted at 22nd but there's nothing there's other players around here that you should probably go after you know and i don't don't waste your time probably thinking about him too much just it depends on the size of the league obviously bigger leagues he could be a solid qb2 in a two quarterback league that's not a terrible option there, but I'm not going to worry about him too much right now. Some other guys down in this, look in this range is, actually, I'm going to go a little above that, actually, because we talked about maybe slightly, but I'm 
looking at his rank, it's maybe we're kind of overlooking him. Matt Ryan. He's ranked 15th. His ADP is 14th. That is that low for a guy who just two years ago was the number two quarterback? But yes, he was 15th last year. Then two years ago, he was the second. Three years ago, he was 19th. Four years ago, he was seventh. Then he was 15th <laughs> before that. And then the years before that were seventh, eighth, and eighth. So I think he, I honestly think that's a pretty solid option for that kind of spot. That's a player that I don't like to, I don't really advocate getting a second quarterback, but sometimes if I have the end of my bench, maybe you throw a Matt Ryan and see if he can replicate what he used to do there. Like what he did two years ago. Yeah. Cause he, he has Calvin Ridley now throwing the ball through too with Julio. Yeah. With Julio. Yeah. I, I think, first of all, I, I don't know why people hate on Matt Ryan he's, so much. Yeah, I'm not getting, quite sure. He's way down there. Yeah. He, he's up and down. I, I, I completely understand that. But he can do it. He still has good weapons. I mean, there he still has Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman in the backfield as well. There's not a whole lot not to like about that offense. Um, people were, I think, people were right last year when they thought that it was going to be this big fall off from the year before, and they were right. And I think because of that, it kind of got stuck in everyone's heads. Like, hey, Matt Ryan was a one year wonder, but he's not. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I think that fifteenth is pretty fair to be honest. Um, but at the same time, I think he does have upside where a lot of other quarterbacks don't. So yeah, like to your point, I, you know, if you're gonna, especially in a two quarterback league, if you can grab him as kind of a safety net, I think that's a great option. Any others in that quarterback range? You're you thinking? Know, sadly enough, and yeah, I have one more. Um, but he's ranked 23rd, and it's Blake Bortles. <laughs> and I, I really don't want to be the guy to advocate for Blake Bortles because I do not like him as a quarterback. But you look, he's played four years. The last three. He was 4th, 10th, 13th. Yeah, I mean, wow. I, I don't like him, but at the same time, he's being drastically underrated. Um, yeah. I know he doesn't have a whole lot to throw to, but really, or, last year or, he was or 13th. Or does he have a lot to throw to? Yeah, or does he have too which, much? Which way, do, which way do you go? And really, I mean, you're, you're one Fournette injury away from yeah. turning it a little more, you know, passing game. I mean, he was 13th, and you had Leonard Fournette, and they ran, they just ran it down to everyone's throat and played it's, good defense. It's interesting, I'll just say that. I don't know what to think. I never know what to think about Blake Bortles, but at the end of the year, he's ranked up there decently. And, I mean, at he's, okay, he's ranked 23rd, but he's going 28th in drafts. Which is, that's crazy. I think he's better than that. I don't think, this isn't just like talent-wise. I don't know if he's that, I don't, I don't think he's a very good NFL quarterback, but right. he seems to get it done for the most part in fantasy. So, Heck yeah. I mean, it's a it's a weird thing to me. I don't know. I mean, he's actually getting drafted behind like Baker Mayfield in some of the ADP, which is kind of insane. You know, I I'm not going to advocate though. I don't I don't like. No, I mean, I, but I it makes either, sense. I get it. It just it, it does. If, it's, if we're going to talk about Matt Ryan in that breath, I just yeah. feel like it's fair to throw out Blake Bortles and be like, dude, you can get him at the end, at the very end mm-hmm. of the draft, and you can get a solid backup or just watch for him on waivers. You know what yeah. I mean? There's a, there's some interesting quarterbacks in this range though. It's just in, I mean I was gonna say Dar- I'll throw out Derek Carr's name just because he last year coming to the year we thought he was a top ten guy and it didn't quite happen. It didn't happen with him or Amari Cooper last year. It was just a weird thing. I f- kind of feel like maybe that was just a new coach. Obviously Gruden's there. I don't know. Before last year he was on a good you know path. He got he went from twentieth to fifteenth to ninth as a quarterback. And we thought last year it was definitely we were we did an episode. It was Derek Carr versus Kirk Cousins, one of our mini episodes we did. And I went on the Derek Carr side and even on the Cousins side. <laughs> yeah. It didn't work out in my favor. But we were like talking about him in that breath. And I mean, he got a big – he, he could be. I mean, I mean – He was trending up very, very he was. fast. 
and, and he, I, I don't know what happened. It was with, a bad year. It was a yeah, bad season. I don't and, know what happened with the Raiders completely. Like they just fell off the map. So could they jump right back into that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. absolutely. In those for those 2015, 2016, he ne- had nearly 4,000 yards in both years, and it was 32 touchdowns, 28 touchdowns. So maybe we just got to look at look at Derek Carr a little bit more than we are. You know, it's still not in draftable range in most leagues, but it's there could be something there if you're in a deeper league and you know. Or two QB league, kind of take a look at him. This is a little off topic, but we're talking. I always group them together. I always group Mariota, Carr, and Jameis together. What what does uh, Jameis Winston's suspension do for you? Like, I, I highly doubt that he was incredibly high on your list. But does this make him undraftable for you? Mm-hmm. I don't like. I just say I don't like two quarterbacks, so I'm probably staying away. It just probably keeps him away from me, but. It depends on then what I do with my quarterback. If I do wait and get a quarterback, you know, like you say, you get a Rivers, say you get a Roethlisberger or Stafford, one of those guys, and they're not quite doing it. You throw Winston on your bench about week two, maybe he's still out there, and maybe, I mean, this could be his jump. He really could jump. So there's so, so many quarterbacks yeah. that could do this. Well, I don't even know what to and think. And that's always the issue. And that's I'm, why you wait. I'm always, and this is people we haven't talked about. I just about. want Andrew Luck on every team. I'll tell you that. That's, <laughs> there's, there's players we haven't, or we haven't talked about. So I, I keep going into these same players, but. 27 with Tyrod Taylor. I'm still like, I don't yeah. understand it. He should be better than that. He's been better than that. And I don't think Baker Mayfield was impressing very much so far. No, I, in, I mean. In the, in the, in the you know, little mini camp they did. But I don't expect him to take over. Tyrod at least going to be valuable for the start of the year. Yeah. I, well, I would think. He's going to be. So, yeah. All right. How about some running backs? There's some interesting names that for some reason or another we just don't talk very much about. How about, I'll say, Devontae Freeman. That's one. Even though he's ranked 11th. And consensus, and he's 11th in ADP. He's just kind of at that back end running back one, early running back two spot, and people just aren't talking about him. It's kind of like you're not excited to get Devonta Freeman. And he he only he played 14 games last year. I you know he had some concussions. It's it's always a worry when he gets concussions, but he's still he's he's relatively productive. He catches the ball a decent amount. It wasn't quite the same offense last year, but he's had three solid seasons. I mean, nothing's touching right now. His second is 2015, where he had the 73 catches yet. I don't know if he can get that again. You know, that was a good, you know, Kyle Shanahan offense there. Yeah. It's a little different, maybe, but I still think he's very solid running back who just isn't getting talked about much. He finished first 2015, sixth 2016, then last year 13th, even with missing two games. So for him to be ranked 11, that's pretty solid value, I think. Yeah, and he's one of the safer running backs, it feels like. I know that sounds weird since he just got hurt last year. Well, we got called out on that. Did you see that on YouTube comments? So we said we said that last week, and someone said, how can he be safe when he had the concussions? Yeah, I mean, that's I Okay, that's I get true. it. I get that. But you can say that about every but single player in the NFL. he got concussions, and he was still ranked in the top 15 I mean, of everybody backs. in the NFL is a play away from not being safe. You know, I don't worry about injuries with calling a player safe unless it's like, a Jordan Reed right. or a Tyler Eifert, and you know, nothing and leads me to believe that this that the concussion situation is under control now. Yep. Like, so I think it's going to be fine, and I I've never heard anything other than that that would lead me to believe. Yeah, there, there and still thirteenth, like even with missing those two games, thirteenth yeah. is pretty solid. Yeah. I think I think he's. I, I'm I'd be happy with, especially if he's eleventh right now. If you're in a ten team league, that's a running back too, and even if you are in a twelve team league. You most likely can get him as a running back too, especially if you're the front end of the second round because there's going to be some wide receivers ahead of that. Devontae Freeman is your second running back. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So just keep it keep his name out there. And 
just people kind of don't. And I'd say Jordan Howard to an extent, a couple spots below him, just kind of isn't in that same, you don't really talk about him range. He's ranked 13th right now in consensus. He's going 14th in drafts, which puts him, let's see, 14th puts him behind um, Christian McCaffrey, actually. So he's, yeah, he's behind Christian McCaffrey and McCoy there, obviously. So I think we should talk about him a little more. People shouldn't just write him off. He's had two really good seasons to start his career. His, his yards per carry weren't the same last year as they were his rookie year, but you know what? He he does a, he just does a decent job. He gets the ball in the end zone. And as much as Tariq Cohen might get involved, he's not going to be, he's done every now and back and he's not going to do anything like that. And Howard's gone ninth and 10th in his first two seasons. So a 13th ranked guy, he who has probably better value than that, doesn't get talked about much. Again, this is not, it's a running back too. That's an, Awesome running back too. I think a very safe. You're going to do pretty well. He's not top end. He doesn't have top end potential, but he could place anywhere from fifth to fifteenth, and you're going to be perfectly happy with that. So I think Jordan Howard just you need to you don't don't forget about him. He's just because he's not a amazing pick that just wows you. I, I think he's a solid player. So oh, who else you got? You got any other guys? I mean, there's more. Yeah, I think I'm a, a guy that. I don't know necessarily gets overlooked, but we don't talk about a whole lot is Marshawn. And and Lynch <laughs> is there. Think about he's it. getting older, but I mean really even last year, looking at his numbers, um he you know, he had over two hundred carries. He, you know, almost nine hundred yards, seven touchdowns, four point three yards a carry. I mean, he definitely looked, you know, much better than he did the year before and, and that last year in Seattle when he missed half the season and you know, he was off that that run of just being a top five running back every single year. I don't expect that, but are people devaluing him when they could be getting a running back three, say, at a steal? Yeah, I, I, I'm probably one of those that's doing it. And I don't know if it's because of Doug Martin there. I mean, maybe we're just overall this backfield because Doug Martin then, yeah, it's not like people are really thinking he's going to take away because Doug Martin is down at 55th. In the ranks, which right. that is somebody that's a little undervalued, and we haven't talked to said his name very much. He, if you think oh, if you think so Marshawn's going to be in the thirties, it almost has to be because Doug Martin's taken away from it. Right, but Doug it Martin in the fifties isn't somebody that's taken away from anything. Right, and he, I mean no, much. no other back is up there either. And John Gruden, I have a feeling he's a guy he wants to run the ball. He just seems more old school mentality from everything we think about Gruden. Maybe not. It just seems like he wants to, you know. In, Instill some of that in in the team again, Lynch. Yeah, I you could be right. I, it's it's I don't. If he's ranked 29th and he's actually getting drafted 33rd, that puts him as like a fourth running back. Which and that would be an interesting guy to have. Yeah, like in that range. No, I mean, I'm not saying go out and draft him because he's going to have a rebound, but you know, and it's hard because he's definitely getting up there. But Lynch is a weird one. He's had one bad season with injuries, but I mean the guy looks kind of invincible and he didn't look bad last year as you can see 4.3 yards a carry when you're kind of using mm-hmm. him as a battering ram and that Raiders offense wasn't very you know overall very impressive uh, you know I would I kind of want to give him one more year to be like I think he's usable like I don't think you should just dis you know just completely push him to the side quite yet you know and I know a lot of people do this and I, I've done this in the past too sometimes you stock up on these rookie running backs and hope one of them breaks out so if Marshawn Lynch gets overlooked at this range but, I mean, yeah, you could go Jones and Freeman and Sony Michelle. They're all ranked ahead of him. But, yeah, it's – he – if he's your fourth running back and you got two solid ones, the first two, and then maybe you go with the flyer, the you know, the 
breakout potential guy at the third guy and you get the more safe player at four, the fourth running back who's just, he can plug in. You know, I think sometimes people try to go way too much for upside and that kind of thing with all their positions. I mean, I've won plenty of fantasy football leagues with running backs like Alfred Morris and, you know, those kind of guys, even back when Ladanian, the, the Ladanian, the Jets, Ladanian Tomlinson. Remember that? Like, you know, that not, not from the Chargers, the, the guy who played for the Jets right. when, when he was at the tail end of his career and he was just kind of, you know, not talked about. It wasn't very exciting, but he could do well enough for you. And I think that's sometimes an overlooked way to win. This is how you got to go, though, if you want to go a wide receiver route and you get wide receivers early, maybe you need a Marshawn Lynch, which we'll try out on our next episode. We'll do our mock draft. We're going to try out some different strategies and picking wide receivers early. So maybe a Marshawn Lynch. I'm talking myself into Marshawn Lynch right now because you look at those numbers and they're not terrible, and I don't see him getting much worse than that. It's not going to – again, there's not the upside. Yes, but – Sometimes, ah, well, sometimes I get bothered sometimes when people are all about the rookies and just want to just break right. out. Yeah, I like getting a guy like that on my bench, but you don't want it to be everything. Okay, you think about that too, though. I mean, last year, you didn't think it was anything special, but he was yeah. ranked 19th among running backs, right? Yep. And we say no upside, but you can literally get him as a fourth running back, and he could easily slot in as number 15th overall by the end of the year. Yep. I mean, if that offense is any better whatsoever, he's still got seven touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy is going to be used around the goal line. Mm-hmm. It is Gruden. I mean, I, I maybe not, but it's not outside think so. the I realm think so. of I yeah, think he it's will. not outside the realm of possibility that they could use him as a goal line, and he could end up with ten touchdowns mm-hmm. when all said and done, which would be crazy. But not out of the realm of possibility, and mm-hmm. you can get him for nothing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I can't believe I'm going to bat for Lynch. But it's weird. I didn't yeah, expect no. to do that either. But the more, I, I do just sometimes get a little bothered by the fact that it's just all upside, and they don't always work out. Because you know, more than last last like last year, we had a lot of good rookies. You know, but yeah. there's also years where you just get the Bishop Sankeys, and he's the top guy. Oh, like yeah. that, those are more often you get. That happens a lot. Well, also, I mean, we're, we we're blinded by the last. Yeah, two years. we literally yeah, just though. talked about it too. But how many things had to go right for those rookies for them to be yeah. pro- productive? Yeah. I mean, I, I just talked about it. there had to be a trade, there had yeah. to be an injury, there had to be this and that. Um, there's that, those same things have to happen mm-hmm. this year. So that's why I'm saying, you know, that's why I would tend to go safer with those rookies. But you're probably not getting the most talented ones. Where like the Alvin Kamara's might be more of a waiver pick. Or one guy is stashing him and he could hurt himself. Yep. So, you know, be careful with the risks you take. Yeah, it's just all these rookies, everyone gets so excited. But, I mean, I say more often than not, you get the Bishop Sankey. Remember Sean Green? Remember that kind of player? <laughs> yeah, like exactly. you, get, you get those kind of guys that you're like, oh, they're going to do yeah. it. They're going to do or, it. And DeMarco Murray is not it. the, you know, I mean, like Lynch is farther yeah. in his career. But remember when DeMarco Murray was done? Yeah. yeah. And he, yeah. And he was, what, top five guy? Yep. So just, yeah, don't overlook these kind of guys. I would say Isaiah Crowell. That's another guy down he, here. Who, he really is interesting. He is because, I mean, I've never been like the biggest Crowell fan in the world, but I also don't think he's a, he's, he's not the most talented guy, but he's not the worst guy. He's a decent player who in what, 2016, he had, a, he played very well for the, for the Browns there. He had a very good season. You know, he caught some balls. He ran the ball well. And then last year he got a little overhyped and we, I think we both called that early on. It was getting a little overblown. Yeah. But then he also was on a bad team who lost a lot of games, who lost all games, lost all their games. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't read, lost all their games, was behind all the time. They couldn't run the ball very much. He had 200 carries, but hey, I mean, what really, 
he played for the Browns, and now he's with the Jets, and he has, a, again, his bad team, probably, yes. But he's also, I think, going to be a starting running back here. He should be the main guy, who still has time. He's only 25 years old. He's he's still young enough. He's ranked, though, at 32nd right now, but going 36th in drafts. That is so far down there. Again, this is another, he's your fourth guy. And just take a chance on a guy who could be a starter as a fourth guy, so. Not like thinking, oh, he's going to be amazing, but there's a there's some potential there. There could be, there could be really good value in Crowell, which is just weird to think that I'm even saying that. But <laughs> sometimes I just look at value in these guys, and you don't talk about Crowell. No, no one's talking about Crowell at all. I hear nothing about him in any fashion, and because everyone at Crowell, they're going to just want to go down and get like Carry on Johnson here, or even further down. But no, I kind of think I might have Crowell on a couple teams. He's yeah, he's. He's not the 31-year-old Marshawn Lynch, 32-year-old Marshawn Lynch. He's 25 years old. There's who's had decent success. So, yeah, and interesting. And even last year when they were on a terrible, terrible team, so you just have to punt the run game so early on. I mean, he he was still getting 4.1 yards per clip, and that was also people were hyping up Cleveland how they rebuilt their line, you know, which did not look like it last year. They're still going that way. I don't think he's going to be in a worse situation this year. No. And um, obviously with Duke Johnson, too, he he caught no balls out of the backfield. He caught 28, I mean, which is, you know, nothing. So I, I do think there's a lot of room for him to still grow. And I'm, I'm hoping he does because and, – and he's yet to miss a game. He doesn't have a whole lot of wear tear on his body. He's never had – I think he had one year where he just hit 200 the carries. Last year it was it. So he's not ran the ball a lot. Yeah. I mean, his first two seasons, he, he didn't even start most of the games. So really you have two seasons of him getting the – the bulk of it, but even that wasn't a lot. Yep. Yeah, he he could be something. It's not saying yeah, he's going to be great, obviously, right. but it's interesting at this at this value. So I just think keep yeah, just remember him. I don't have very many more um, Green Bay running backs. We don't really know yet what's going to happen there, but that's it. Doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about them and shouldn't at least keep our eye on it because someone's going to emerge from that. It's not going to be a three headed committee the whole year, and if anything. I mean, Tiger Montgomery is the one who's way down there. And he, I remember he actually made our list last year of players we haven't talked about that maybe we should. And then he got hurt. So who knows? He could be more interesting. We just don't know how he's going to be used. It, I, I don't know what to think about Green Bay running backs. I don't know how they're going to be used. I personally like Aaron Jones more. Jamal Williams is ranked higher. But Aaron Jones is going first in drafts ahead of Jamal Williams. It's a weird thing. Right now in drafts, Jones is going 37th. Williams is going 41st. Montgomery is going 44th. So, yeah, so no one has just, any idea. This is one, just keep, just stay watching it. Yeah. Someone could emerge and then be, if someone emerges and becomes the guy, that is all of a sudden extremely valuable. So it's just, it's the running back in a good offense. Who The Green Bay running backs, have, they're not always like a top tier. Eddie Lacy had a couple, solid, at least a, one solid season. But it's just, it's still a decently valuable player, especially with the price they're going for. Yeah, so. and was it, I think... Uh, was that little blurb on the news about Aaron Jones? How he's bulking yeah. up? Because he wants- I, I kind of like Aaron Jones. Yeah, I, I mean, every time you hear someone like that, I try. Yeah. I don't try to read into yeah, it too I know, much. But but it's, I kind of like him. Difficult right. not to. Any other guys you're thinking of? Um, not really. No, not really. Maybe Chris Thompson. Remember his name because just he did really. He was looking really good. I know we talk about guys. We think he'll be the guy, but Chris Thompson had some, he showed he had some big time flashes last year before he got hurt. So just. Chris Thompson again. He's in the mid thirties. Even in standard leagues, you kind of just yeah. don't don't forget about him. And he, with uh, you know, and he he is very good at catching the ball. 
with Alex Smith, you know, it doesn't have the biggest arm. It could be a very nice, you know, kind of tandem. Yeah. You never know. All right. So how about wide receivers? And I guess I'll start it off with the guy who's probably always on this list that we never talk about. We always undervalue Larry Fitzgerald. We <laughs> it's because we don't know when the, when it's going to happen, when the fall off's going to happen. People thought people already thought he fell off. This was he was done about three years ago. I remember drafting him that I think year for like nothing in an auction. I paid like five dollars in an auction draft for Larry Fitzgerald, and it was just no one even cared. And then he pulled off the 109 catches for 1,200 yards. So the last three years he's gone 109, 107, 109. That's ridiculous. How did his last three years have been his three biggest years for catches in his entire career? It's just they've put him into kind of a different role where he's almost like a tight end in a way, the way he's used sometimes. So he's gonna be 35 years old. But there, he's shown absolutely no signs of slowing down with at least putting up those kind of numbers. So right now he's ranked 16th, but he's going 20th in drafts again. So he's he's going behind Juju Smith-Schuster, Josh Gordon, Brandon Cooks. Uh, I mean, I guess okay, with those three kind of players specifically, you have you have major upside. But Larry Fitzgerald is just going to be an extremely solid wide receiver too, and keep you in games. So. We just can't forget about him. We always do. Everyone always forgets about Larry Fitzgerald. And we do because we never talk about him. We always overlook him. So, I don't know. Are you going to have him on any teams? Still, I don't think you're going to. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's difficult because around that, I mean, I, I can totally understand why you would go Josh Gordon or something like that. I get I, it. Right? Yeah, you right. reach for them because you're like, okay, upside. But I do have to say, I mean, it, it's an amazing what he's been able to accomplish. So, he has 14 years under his belt. He has only been outside the top 20 in wide receivers four times. And obviously injury played a part in, um, I don't know, at least two of them. Uh, and, you know, and Palmer was getting hurt. And yeah. it really, the last three years, right, you, you think he's going to slow down. He caught all those catches, uh, 11th, 19th, and 9th last year. He was in the top 10. I mean, do, uh, he's a he is a very difficult one because at what point do you go upside comparatively? He's Thirty-five years old. Yeah, because I don't think he's gonna be in the top ten again. But I do think he'll be in the top twenty. Yeah. But do I draft him that way, or do I go for a guy that has a higher ceiling? That's the struggle. Yeah, I don't know, and more than likely, I will not end up with him in my but team. That's the thing. It's such a weird it, place to it, draft at. It ends up sometimes pushing him to a wide receiver three, and as a wide receiver three. I think that's awesome. Yo, it's amazing. If you if you start three receivers and you go you get your you know, whoever at your top guy, your you know, your elite guy number one, you know, you go to the number two, is that upside play, like the Josh Gordon, you know, Juju Smith Schuster, one of those. And your third's Larry Fitzgerald where you're getting those guaranteed points, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, and in PPR it's a, a whole oh, different yeah. ballgame. Yeah. All right. Other wide receivers. I mean, there's a lot that you could talk about that we haven't talked about. I say like, we haven't talked about the Denver receivers very much because I think we've just been burned by them so many times in the past that we, I personally just try to stay away almost now. But now the fact that Demarius Thomas is, he's ranked, let's see, 19th. He's going though 23rd in drafts. And he's been, he's 30 years old now, but he's been very productive. And even last year wasn't great, but it's still 83 catches, but nearly a thousand yards year before 90 for a thousand. And he has a better quarterback this year, we think. So maybe he's just another guy that you just, as a wide receiver three, where he's kind of going almost in a way, that's not, there's, there's some potential there for a guy who finished fifth, fifth, first and second 
in 2012, 13, and 14 before he then didn't really have a quarterback because even was 2015. Is that the that's the that's the Super Bowl year? I don't really think he had a quarterback that year. Peyton Manning was a shell of himself. Oh yeah, and Brock Osweiler for the bit he was out there. So oh, dear God, and he still finished thirteenth that year. But when he actually had a healthy Peyton Manning, he was great. And so well, yeah. <laughs> Case Keenum's not that, but he's also not what he's had the last two. No, years. No, but I mean, look at what Thalen and and well, really Thalen, but Thalen and Diggs. You know, they were fine last year with Case Keenum, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And Demarius Thomas, however you cut it, is you know a. He's older now, but yeah. technically he is a better wide receiver than either of those guys were last year. So yeah, I, and here's my Demarius Thomas. I'm 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 in on. I like him still, depending on where you get him. What about the other side? What about Emmanuel Sanders? I'm just I'm not the biggest fan, and I think he's. I really he's only really had one I think great year. He finished seventh one season. Other than that, he's never been better than 18th. Yeah, and, and where he's going to thirty three currently. See, when he where he's going is that that's a problem. Like, because he's right there with Corey Davis. I want Corey Davis every time. Right. He's ahead of Robbie Anderson. I think Robbie Anderson is another guy we should talk about. Devontae Parker. Yeah, I want those guys at this spot. I want those guys over Emmanuel Sanders because I don't even think there's the safety in him. It's not like you're talking about like we were talking about Marshawn Lynch in that this kind of range or safety in him. We should be pretty good. There's nothing I think in Sanders. So I want some of these other guys. Like, okay, Robbie Anderson. Who is ranked 35th, going 42nd in drafts current in the ADP? He's just a great value right now. And his legal issues, um, I don't think he's going to be suspended. Yeah, I think I don't think kind of went away. Like didn't he, they? I mean, he did. There was a final. I don't remember exactly how it ended up, but there's there's you know whatever. It doesn't sound like enough came of it that it's going to warrant any kind of suspension. So. I mean, this guy was really good there for a time. I mean, he was. He he showed so many flashes that he could be good. So putting him way down there, almost 40th, almost in very close to being wide receiver five range, especially as a four. He was ranked 16th last year. I mean, this is an interesting. Well, this is an interesting play. I just think he's there's you're, there's really no risk where you're getting him. Okay, do you want Robbie Anderson there at 30 fit, like around that range? Okay, let's go ADP-wise. Do you want Robbie Anderson or do you want Jamison Crowder? Or do you want, you know, let's see. Okay, well, do you want Jordy Nelson or Robbie Anderson? I think Jordy's, I think Jordy's done, personally. Ooh. I, I really don't like Jordy. Yeah, I mean, I think Robbie Anderson's a safer pick. <laughs> hard, hard enough to believe. Um yeah, I'd probably go Robbie Anderson. See, I just think there's some upside. People just, he's a guy that's getting forgotten about. So, yeah. All right. Any other guy? Maybe, okay. I'll just say Pierre Garcon's name and only in the fact that Garoppolo has to throw the ball to somebody. So, I don't know. Is it Garcon, Goodwin? One of those guys is being severely undervalued if Garoppolo is going to be as good as people think. But I don't, I don't, I'm, uh, I you know, say, I'm- I, he can't <laughs> throw them all to Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> and see, that's why we're not on the. That's why we're not necessarily on the Garoppolo bandwagon. Because what about who he's throwing the ball to? Yeah, I don't, which one is going to be the? Doesn't guy? make any sense why yeah. he's valued so high and everyone else is so low. Yeah, it doesn't. Okay, but some other wide receivers. Calvin Benjamin, number one with Buffalo, but he's forty fifth in ADP. I know Buffalo's kind of. I mean, who's their quarterback? Is it AJ McCarron? Probably over Josh Allen. So it's not that exciting, but. This is it's not like just he's just a wide receiver one so we have to think about him. I think he's actually a talented player. 
So at 43rd ranked, 45th ADP, you got to think about him a little bit. Yeah, I, I think the situation makes me stay away, even though he's this low, because there's guys yeah. past him that I would still take over him. Uh, actually, uh, quite a few. And I do have to bring them up just because we haven't talked about them very much, but they are in a position where they possibly will be the number ones on their team. And I kind of pair them together almost, and they used to be teammates, but Alan Hearns yeah, and Marquise Lee. just going to bring up Alan Hearns. He's he's more interesting to me than Lee because Lee, there's so many guys there who lately I think is the best of them, but I don't know exactly how it's going to work. But Alan Hearns should be the number one on Dallas, who could be an interest like. Dak has been good at times. We don't really know the true story on how good he is right now. That We'll find out. And obviously, they have a great running game. So, Alan Hearns is very interesting to me. And I don't know if I'm... I've never been a big Alan Hearns fan. But where he's going, where he's ranked 49th, that is so far down there that he's interesting. <laughs> it's unbelievable you can get a number one right? I mean, wide receiver. It's inter- I just say it's, it's interesting. He's, uh, he's below like Kenny Stills, who I don't want anything to do with. I never do. Kenny Stills is a fine player, but fantasy-wise, he's never a guy you could do anything with. So, Alan Hearns, I, it's, I'm just interested. Yeah, I am too. I, I think he would be a great a num- pick. The number there. one's going to have to do something, right? So, all right, tight ends. We'll go to tight ends. We'll just have, there's not too much here. We'll end it off. I don't really have a lot with the tight ends position. Okay, George Kittle because, again, if we're talking about J- Jimmy Garoppolo, who is he going to throw the ball to? Is it George Kittle then? Who showed some interesting signs as a rookie? Um, we don't, we never really talk about him, but he's actually starting to move up the ranks. He's up to twelfth in the ranks these days. He's ahead of Tyler Eifert, ahead of David Njoku, ahead of OJ Howard. Kind of an interesting spot. So Kittle, I don't know if I'm gonna. Okay, me personally in this spot. Okay, Kittle, Eifert, Njoku. Which one? Kittle. I'm not picking Kittle. No. Absolutely so not. And he's I ranked mean, ahead of him. I but. like Njoku, but obviously Eifert. If you knew, he's gonna be healthy. Yep. Some of these other guys, I mean, do you got any other tight ends? I mean, I okay, uh, who's mine? I'll see if I got anybody done on this. No, not really. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I'm like looking at it. Uh, I, I like I actually I actually think Nick Vanette from the Seahawks is interesting because he is their currently their number two. Ed Dixon is the guy they signed to be their number one. I mean, Russell Wilson has obviously always used Jimmy Graham when he had him those few years. Jimmy Graham caught a lot of touchdowns. Maybe this, maybe Nick Vanette is an interesting player. He'll probably make my deep, deep sleepers list when we do that very soon. So it, I think he just could be a. We should maybe think about the Seattle tight ends because they need to throw the ball to somebody. You can't just all be Doug Baldwin. So there could be some interesting play there. It's one of those guys that it's like a third year tight end who you don't hear much from year one and two, and maybe all of a sudden does something in year three. I think it's I think it's interesting. Just remember that name. I don't really have many others. Austin Safarian Jenkins. Yeah, he. I mean, <laughs> he, he does he does intrigue me a bit. But I mean, I, I, they have to throw the ball to somebody there, and they have a million guys. He's just gonna be one of them with Lee and Moncrief and Dede Westbrook and Keelan Cole. He's just another, another just another name. Another. Well, I would love to see him actually put a, a full season together. I mean, yep. the guy can't stay on the field either. Um, if if he didn't have those issues, then I would say yeah. I mean. Yeah. Last year, he had the most games he's ever played in a season. That was 13. And before that, and that's four more games than he's ever played. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how injury-prone the guy is. The only other one, and he hasn't really shown um, it just little spurts, but Charles Clay, in the back of my mind, I don't think he, I'm never going to put him on any of my teams right now. 
but just waiver wire kind of stuff. I really do think Buffalo is going to be really, really freaking bad. <laughs> <laughs> and the tight end, especially if you have for you know McCarron or Josh Allen, I mean, you have Zay Jones who hasn't really proven himself. You have Kel- Kelvin Benjamin who who knows. You know he could be a uh, he could get a lot more receptions than he ever has in the past. So maybe he would be a an interesting one. But you know that that's me kind of grasping at, at straws because tight end is once again very shallow. Yep, it is. Somebody will probably break out at some point, but we have no idea who that is, and we'd be just completely guessing if we call out. Except Nick Vanette. I'm right on that one. Right. All right, maybe Steven Anderson from Houston, that kind of player. All right, I think it's gonna do it. Talked about a lot of guys we haven't talked about at all. So I don't know if we will again until the season starts. That might be your one chance for some of those guys. So <laughs> I mean, the, only, the only other guy that we haven't talked about is Des. Yeah, because he doesn't have a team yet. Which it's going to be interesting once he signs, right? And that's going to be he's going to sign, right? Oh, he has to. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll actually be like three weeks in, and he'll wait for someone to yeah. get hurt. He's going to be interesting once he does sign because he's still shoot. He's only what twenty nine years old. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he's a beast. It's he's going to be so <laughs> pissed off when he gets back in there. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. But all right. That'll do it for the players we haven't talked about episode. We'll be back this week. Let's see. After the four, after 4th of July, we'll be back with our mock draft. We're going to do some different strategies for that and try out and see what happens when we do it. So we'll talk to you guys then. <laughs>